Welcome back to Killer Fun, where we explore the intersection of crime and entertainment. Today, today, I have the bonus episode for How Are Those TPS Reports All About Office Space. We have a few things that didn't make it in. We had some false starts, many flubs. We were not with it or not able to speak correctly, or I don't know what was going on the day we recorded this, but things were off. We talk about Jason Bateman and Ozark. We have some interruptions. Can a case of the Mondays be cured by a doctor? Consultants and their roles within an organization. The Melissa virus from 1999. That's everything that's in there. But I also wanted to put out there, I have some stickers, killer fun stickers, super fun. They are great on cars. Not that I'm saying you have to put a killer fun sticker on your car if I mail you one, but they hold up well on cars because I have one on my car, but they're great for laptops or anywhere you might want a little reminder of some fun and mirth. And if you're interested in a sticker, you can send me an email. It's totally private. Killerfunpodcast at gmail.com. I'm not going to use your address for anything other than putting a sticker in an envelope and sending it off to you. So, you know, consider that. With that, enjoy. Oh, except I lost my FaceTime. Sorry. There we go. I was like, where'd she go? (laughs) I recorded. There she is. Okay. All right. Welcome back to Killer Fun. Oh, were you not ready? You made a face. I'm just stretchy. I'm stretchy. Okay. I'm all kind of weird today with my cat you got, ears you got your from ears. socks. <laughs> okay. All right. There we go. All you need is recording to improve your mood, right? True. True. <laughs> I, need right. oh, I need you. I need you to improve my mood. Oh, I'm happy <laughs> to help. But it started playing on in comedy. Mm. It really has. It's gone so far. You know, like how friends kind of change the vernacular, uh, vernacular. And um, wait, let me say that again. Me too. Me too. I love Jason Bateman. I'm watching Ozark with my son because he's 15, and so good. You know, it's a little, it's a little borderline for 15, but it's that, it's pretty good. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but it but is so good. And the last he's, season he's, that just came out was oh, stellar. Oh, I, Oh, that's why we're watching it with my son because we watched the first two seasons and we're like, we want to watch the third season, but we want him to watch, watch it with us. So we're watching from the beginning. We're like halfway through the second season now. So good times. Anyway. Yeah. And, uh, it's because he shares the relation. He, he, um, Peter, after his discussion, with the bobs. Oh, no. Sorry. Oops, sorry. Still, no, it's all right. <laughs> okay. I still hear something in the background. It doesn't matter. All right. We see a sign in the movie, and it says, Initiative and technology equals inatrode. So that's why it's called, or no, not inatrode. A case of the Mondays. It was hardly a thing before this movie. 
like nobody talked about a case of the Mondays, but after this movie, as soon as it started airing on Comedy Central, everybody started. Oh, somebody's got a case of the Mondays. The Mondays. It is so <laughs> funny how they started that, and yet how it was so felt like it should already be there. Uh-huh. You know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. Well, and it had it had been around a little bit before. Um, it was used twice in Usenet groups prior to the release of the movie. And it was used once back in 1976 in an edition of the magazine Black Enterprise. They talked about a case of the Mondays, but it was rare to see it in print, in print or written down anywhere. And then this movie just really... It made it a pop culture thing. Yeah, it brought it. It brought yeah. it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The answer is you don't ever have to be cons- insecure. Oh, let me try that part again. So consultants, then are they're not necessarily just there to fire people. I mean, no, they're not. <laughs> there's a whole lot. Although it does happen a lot. Mm. <laughs> it does happen, but. There's some reasons why companies might hire a consultant. They want an outside eye. They have issues that they're too close to that they can't make a decision about. Whether That might be firing people. That might be changing processes. It might end up being firing people because their jobs need to change in a way that the people currently filling those positions aren't able to change. But it could just be that they need extra horsepower for a project. This is an article by Alexandra Nuth and the Muse, by the way, where she's talking about this. Like if you have, they have a special project and they have either not enough people for that particular project or not quite the right skill set among the people they already employ, they might hire these consultants to come in and do this like part-time work or not really part-time because they're working full-time, but they're only there for a certain amount of time to help either guide the process or help people gain skills or just use the skills that they have. Yeah. Consultants come in and they, they identify a problem statement and then they present a, you know, a solution Mm -hmm. and that they're there for the scope of that solution. And that solution is very focused. Um, And then, you know, they come in and they might restructure an organization or they might even do things like um, install new workplace um, programs and workforce support programs, you know, to uh, alleviate stressors or, uh, or create training. Um, or, you know, it could be all types, information technology, you know, coming in and restructuring how they use technology and all of that. And, you know, and downsizing is kind of what they're known for, um, you know, because they come in and they help companies go through this downsizing or redeployment as they like to call it. Um, but, um, you know, it's not really just about firing people, but it does in the nineties, especially it kind of was known that a lot of companies would hire them to come in and downsize because they were trying to downsize to become more efficient and increase the bottom line. And now the thinking has changed a little bit because we're realizing that that doesn't have a long-term really good effect. And so, um, you know, it's not as ubiquitous within (laughs) consulting to just go in and fire people. But if a consultant comes in, yeah, I I would be 
eye on the ball with that. Yeah, yeah. You're, you might want to just make sure you're putting your best foot forward. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Know what it is you do there. <laughs> Doing just uh You okay? Okay. Sorry, Josh coughed. He was like panicking to like, oh, no. like it's fine. All right. So <laughs> the banking virus wasn't very common, but there was a big virus in 1999 that caused a lot of issues, but didn't really steal any information. It was called the Melissa virus and it used Microsoft Outlook and Word, I believe, and it would hijack and send a file with a potentially dirty name to the first 50 people in your email list and had like just a, like a, it was just a virus that propagated itself, but it looked like it had dirty pictures or passwords for dirty websites that you would normally have to pay. And so people really like, like, why are they clicking on this at their work computer to begin with? But it did enough that servers at 300 corporations and government offices worldwide became overloaded and had to be shut down entirely. That is amazing. Uh He named it after a stripper. That's why it was called the Melissa virus. And his goal was just to it, reveal the depravity of humanity? I, th- I think so. And he <laughs> ended up getting, he was found. It didn't take them a particularly long time to find him. And they did arrest him. And he spent a couple years in prison, 20 months in federal prison, and was fined $5,000. But they estimated that the damage that he caused cost about $80 million dollars. Whoa. from these all these companies because he gummed up their email systems and it took a while to pull all of that information back out. <gasps> That's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yes. So the very first... Oh, shoot. I didn't write it down. So the first... Thanks for joining us for this quick, fun episode of Outtakes... We hope that you enjoyed us. Do tell a friend because it's more fun to listen with a friend. We know you make a choice when you listen to us and we really appreciate it. If you can give us a five-star rating on specifically Apple Podcasts, that's awesome. But anywhere you get podcasts, that is super great. We would really, really appreciate it. It really does help us get found and it does help people know what to expect. If for some reason you can't give us five stars, do Find us on social media and let us know why. You can find us on Facebook, Killer Fun Podcast, exploring the intersection of crime and entertainment. You can find us on Twitter at Killer Fun Pod, or you can send us an email, as I mentioned with the stickers before, to KillerFunPodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, if you want a sticker, send me an email with your address and I will get one out to you, a little levity and joy in your mailbox in these unusual times that we're living in. Make sure you join us next week for Murder House Flip. We're talking about the Quibi show that is all about houses where murders took place and they're doing some renovations to those. We talk about the first 
three episodes, which is a set of renovations. We Our recap of it is just super, super brief, but we have lots of interesting stuff, including the whole story behind the murder of that particular house and what happened there. It's so interesting. So do join us. And until then, take care. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum. Da, 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 da.